You're listening to Fucks Given, and this is the 50th, 50th episode. episode. Oh, shit, yeah. son. We've been in your ear holes about 50 times. Actually, if you're a true curious fucker, you've Our listened to all of that. Our number is 50. Our number is 50. We've fucked your ear holes 50 times. 50 times. That's 50 split condoms. 50 bottles of lube. <laughs> All you curious fuckers, you've had us in your earballs. Earballs? 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 No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it sounds What's like an earball? An ear testicle? Oh, I don't know. No, I'm just thinking of testicles in the place of ears. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, imagine just like tickling them. <laughs> I love testicles, man. That'd <laughs> Testicle be, ears. be the easiest place for them to be. <laughs> Wow, it has been a journey so far, and I'm so excited that we've got to this point, 50 episodes in. Actually, I never thought we'd get to this point. I thought we'd... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so thinking about our favourite moments on the podcast and what we've done so far, um, do you have a favourite moment for Lawrence? There was a really funny, interesting, weird, crazy time where we had a podcast and we were talking about pissing the whole podcast with the London Vagabond and something happened afterwards, didn't it, Reed? Oh. What, what possibly could have happened I after that, that po- podcast? <laughs> that fake inquisitive, like, hmm, what has gone on? I wasn't there, obviously. <laughs> I was not holding their baby whilst it was happening. Bullshit, man. You were looking into the eyes of my vagina while I pissed all over the toilet. Literally. <laughs> I... W- I- well, I wasn't looking into your eyes. I was literally looking into the mirror with the baby. So, yeah, we had this crazy podcast with the London Vagabond, which you can find and listen to. And they talk about the fetish scene and the fact that he is a human toilet and enjoys being humiliated, pissed on, even pooed on. Yeah. And then, yeah, we... And you got to f- experience it in real oh, yeah. fucking life. Yeah. And they, they brought their kid in as well, like just knew they had a baby London. And it was just the most incredible eye-opening experience to really get involved with the community because you feel so left out when you're into something quite kinky or fetishy you feel like a freak so like talking to them was really I didn't feel alone you know and then I got to piss all over the toilet's face so it's like perfect that's dreamy dreamy that's so nice (laughs) heavenly and they took amazing photos which I wish I could post but I can't they're too rude oh yeah they are way too rude for anything social media yeah boring (laughs) (laughs) but you might find them in their like artists books vlogs um website maybe oh yeah yeah you might find that uh somewhere in the ether but yeah check them out also our other episodes have been incredible we've had such fun non-stop laughter and we've had like sad moments funny moments serious moments really yeah really sad serious ones that like (gasps) yeah my heart I continuously learn every single episode, every single guest that we have on, I'm learning something new and it's incredible and amazing. And this experience is so invaluable and I love it. And all you curious fuckers, give us that opportunity by tuning in every single Thursday. It's amazing. Yeah, we can't believe you're still listening to us. (laughs) Boring old sods. But thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this 50th episode. Yeah, taking a moment here to really appreciate you guys, and we love you lots. Mm. And you are part of our community and and our little group. So yeah, please enjoy this 50th episode of Bucks Given. I almost said Curious Fuckers, I've changed the name. (laughs) Yes, please do enjoy this amazingly 50th episode. Amazingly 50th. We're getting old. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Grace Hazel. Hello, 
Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Long time no see. It's been about a year. <laughs> so excited to have you on the podcast. We literally like bum Grace so hard. <laughs> so please tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself. Mm. So as, as as they said, I'm Grace Hazel. Um, I go by the well. I've got two ways to describe myself. One is a vagina witch. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. vagina witch, witch. Sorry. So I tend to break this out to different people. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm a women's sexuality and healing mentor, and that's yeah. kind of for the people that I don't think will really take to me being like, I'm a vagina witch. Yeah. <laughs> the, so the academics and and like you just I need to sound really. Intense intelligent right now <laughs> exactly and when I say vagina witch it gets a lot of um, question asking so yeah. I go for the vagina witch thing in places that that might take it as like oh yeah I've, I've heard of the vagina witch I, I know I know what one of those are <laughs> I mean I have to say I've never heard of a vagina witch no please describe that to us what is that I've just come back from Bali so you can literally say I'm a vagina witch and I do this and they're like oh yeah so is my next door neighbor <laughs> So I call myself a vagina witch because um, I'm a little bit obsessed with pussy. Um, (laughs) Rightfully so. Yeah. And I would say that I'm more obsessed with pussy in terms of checking in with women who don't have good relationships with their vaginas, Mm -hmm. um, particularly if they're having ongoing issues with their sexuality, um, whether that be like emotional stuff or maybe more of a physical form of issue with their vagina, so their pussy. Um, So I have had a lot of training which involves me working in quite a spiritual way, um, but also a physical way with body touch um, and yoni touch, so pussy Mm. touch, um, to support people's healing. So you touch other people's pussies for a living? A lot. (laughs) A lot of pussies. That does sound like a great, great job. (laughs) I mean, it could also still be pretty crap at times because it, I imagine it must disassociate you and you have to look at it in a very sort of subjective and almost like a medical sense sometimes. But I wouldn't say it's ever medical. Okay. And every single time, and I can have hand on heart saying this, every single time I see a new person's pussy, I'm always so excited but feel such a... A feeling of like honouring. Yeah. I'm always so honoured that someone chooses to work with me. Mm. And every single time, I feel like sometimes I want to cry because I feel so honoured that someone chooses to do that. So it's never actually become medical. I'm just like, I could literally bow down at the 
vagina of every single woman that's chosen to work with me. That's how I feel about it. Well, I guess that's where the term vagina witch comes from. I can't imagine a gynecologist would be like, yeah, I'm a vagina witch. I don't know why he sounds like he's from <laughs> EastEnders. <laughs> fuck number one. The last fuck. Okie dokie. So my last fuck... I had this reflection that my last fuck was so long ago. It was months ago. And I'm going to give you a little uh, reasoning to why. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend quite a few months ago. Mm. And what I usually do is go into a tornado of, right, well, I'm single. Who can I start seeing next? Mm -hmm. And I never give myself any space. Oh, Uh... God, yeah. And I end up, this is what I've realised, I end up with the exact same person... (laughs) that I went out with before. (laughs) It's so strange. So I I did this with my ex-boyfriend last year, got into a relationship without having any break between with a woman Mm. whose birthday was literally the day after my ex-boyfriend. And they were basically the same emotionally capable person. And I just thought, I'm not doing that again. So my last fuck was actually myself. Oh, just two days ago, I had a lovely orgasm. That's that's wonderful news. <laughs> that's lovely to hear because we don't we don't get that an awful lot. We've, yeah, it's. I think we forget that a good fuck can just be with yourself yeah. and stop stop putting other people on a pedestal. My mm. last fuck definitely was yesterday too. Wait, when did you say two days? Two ago? days ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, mine was last night too. We've all fucked recently. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> I prefer a good old self-pleasure session. Yeah. Mm. And it's almost like you can fuck yourself for hours. If you really want to, you mm. can do every mm. single thing that you would ever want to do. Yeah, with yourself. With yourself. And so that's really what I've been navigating since these months that I haven't been having sex. Every time that I feel horny, I'm like, right, all right, then crack out the coconut oil, Grace. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself an orgasm. <laughs> Do you coconut oil yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, Every time. Every single time. I use lube. I use the lube of coconut oil. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be the best. (laughs) Unless you're using condoms. We have to reiterate, it breaks down silicon of condoms and it makes them unsafe, unfortunately. That is true. Oh, and it can ruin some fucking sex toys. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't use oil-based lubes with sex toys that are silicon as well. Yeah, because it, it makes them go all like weird and tacky. And if you've ever had a sex toy, like, you know, like the really cheap ones. I had like <laughs> some really cheap anal beads that I finally threw away because every time I went to them, it was like I hadn't washed them. It was Ew. like I, it, they were like... <laughs> I mean, if you had washed them. Yeah, it was just that they were slowly melting from the oil lube interesting well i had no idea about any of the above really (laughs) no have you been using toys with your coconut oil I don't tend to use that to toys that much. Mm-hmm. I'm You're a not. fingers kind of person. I or mean, a crystal wand. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, ladies. <laughs> They'll fight. You know, crystal, that will be fine. Crystal that won't, won't disintegrate with coconut oil, I hope. Fuck two. The first fuck. Oh my God, guys, I was I was thinking about my first fuck yesterday because I knew that this would be coming up. And... 
it really made me happy that I got to tell you this story. <laughs> I can't wait. The grin. But I'm like, because I think that every time I go back to it, I was 16, or was I 15? 15 or 16, so it always makes me giggle yeah. because I didn't get to tell many people back then. So now I get to tell you guys <laughs> and all of your listeners this story that always makes me crack up. But why didn't you get to tell people back then? I just don't think it was... Re- I didn't talk about sex a lot when I was young. Mm. It was still quite a taboo subject and I feel that in my friendship groups we'd be like yeah we had sex but it wouldn't be any bigger than that yeah and so it's only within the last I don't know five years ish that I've started really empowering my conversations around sexuality Mm. and finding it's just like it's such an amazing conversation to have but back then I'd be like oh my goodness can I tell you about the time that this happened (laughs) when we'd had a few drinks or something yeah so this is the this is literally fantastic I get to tell you this story (laughs) this is the time um so I was 15 or 16 I had just got myself into a relationship with a guy and um, my parents were out of the house they were on holiday somewhere so I invited him round and we were sat on the sofa together and um, I went to go I think I went to go and put a DVD in. Yeah. It feels like I want to say it was a video but it, was, it wasn't a VHS it was I'm not that old am I? No. Well, I, but we we had videos. We did have videos. Yeah, but just too young. Yeah, was, when yeah. we were teenagers, yeah. it was definitely it was DVDs. definitely a DVD time yeah. at teenage years. Yeah, but I I put in a DVD and I'm pretty sure it was The Ring. Oh my god, <laughs> no! Stop it! That's the least erotic times. film. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> terrified the shit out that, of me. That I, film. Oh my god! I had a TV in my room as a as a kid and it was like one of those old fashioned kind of like square black ones Yeah, and I had to turn my TV round to the wall <laughs> and have it shoved up against the wall because of that film Yeah, I could not I was just like no I, I just could not fall asleep having that TV pointing at me and wasn't it for like seven days yes. that she could come out of the TV mate yeah. that film fucked me up that's the one that like life, really ruined me how the fuck did you have sex during that film well wait wait for this okay, this is okay. where it gets we didn't actually have sex to the film but this is what happened when I put the film on oh. so clearly me getting up to go to the DVD player to put the DVD in was very arousing Ooh. very arousing oh. indeed because I came back and I think I, I decided to get a little bit closer to him and I um, lay my head on his lap and I'm, I think I was so innocent back then I didn't really understand and I thought God, this is really uncomfortable. There's this thing sticking into my head. So I started like trying to make myself more comfortable and headbutting. You know when uh, you try and you like whack your head to the side, yeah. try and like nuzzle yourself in. Well, I was like headbutting this baton. <laughs> I was like, what's that? And did it for a while and he went really silent. And then oh I realised I was, was headbutting his boner. Oh, no, I was headbutting his boner like it was something that needed to get out my way. Oh, so, uh, like, I mean, oh, no, what did was he, he enjoying it? Was it weird? It was bad? It was like a silent moment. Oh, a okay. silent moment. You know when something oh, he you realise? He yeah. was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. We went silent for a while and watched The Ring. <laughs> and then 
we went upstairs to fuck, not in oh. front of the ring. Oh, good. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad that you mm. did not fuck in front of the ring. How did that film not fuck you up? Well, probably because you just had boners in your brain, just thinking. In my like, ear. Like, yeah, literally in your ear. Were you on a slap the entire time? <laughs> I feel like I stayed there for a while, frozen. <laughs> yeah, you just think, what did do you, I do? Did you realise what it was whilst your head was down there? Whilst I was headbutting it. What is this? And then oh, I think after a couple no. of headbutts, I. It dawned on me that, that I was headbutting his penis. <laughs> I remember the first time I felt an erection. I freaked out. I definitely did. And it was like with a with a boyfriend. Yeah. And I felt it through the jeans. And I was like, oh, well, I think it's time for me to go then. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why? You know, you're 17, for God's sake. Take the dick. But clearly, <laughs> I was clearly uncomfortable. And I was like, well, cool. And I think I made him feel really embarrassed about it as well. Really, oh, rather no. than just being like, wow, you are fucking happy to see me. I'm just being like, okay, that's my cue to leave. Must leave now. Ridiculous. It's funny because I remember, at school, I went to a mixed school. And I remember, I'm not going to say his name, but there was... Was this person that would just get erections if you snapped your fingers he'd get an erection what and so he was Too really funny. tall and he had obviously a very big cock yeah and he would just stand up so you just walk past i remember this happening in a science class i think it was biology yeah. and just walking past and everybody was laughing and then he stood up and had a massive erection Whoa. so i was used to erections <laughs> but I think that my head just, literally my head didn't understand what it was feeling. Two and two yeah. together. So how, how was the sex when you finally went upstairs and, and had sex? I feel like it was fast. Yeah. Fast, fast over sex. But the next day I was working in a hairdresser's as one of the assistants used to wash people's hair. Mm-hmm. And I remember just thinking that I was a real woman. Fuck three. The best Fuck. isn't necessarily a fuck that was well I didn't get penetrated and I was actually fully clothed oh yeah and I can't believe because I know your questions so I was having a little think about what I could say was my best fuck and whilst it wasn't like a um fuck fuck I was fully clothed and um so I go to these things called temple parties, which I think what we could call a temple party is basically a spiritual sex party. An orgy. An oh or- my God. A spiritual orgy. That does sound pretty amazing. And so um, in spiritual orgies, <laughs> lots of people are versed in energy and um erotic energy and moving erotic energy around the body through breath and also some people are a bit like magicians about it and they can just touch you in a certain place and it starts to move orgasmic energy through your body whoa wow yeah sounds insane I think we should go to one of these you should come come to a temple party I can't do anything but someone doesn't have to touch you and move your orgasmic energy (laughs) I tell you you don't know (laughs) it's it's quite something (laughs) Or just tell us more. Yeah, sorry. So I was at a temple party and, um, well, most of the temple parties that I go to start in a way that everybody's kind of like in a bit of a cuddle puddle and everybody was in a cuddle puddle vibe situation so cute it's a lot of people spooning and going "Mm, are you all naked not at this point i was fully clothed for the whole of this this is why i really want to say my my best fuck was was fully clothed oh wow yeah 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 yeah. 
Um, and so there was quite a lot of people around, but then people kind of dispersed going into their own. There's quite a lot of things going on all at the same time. And it ended up being me, a guy who then went on to be my partner um, oh. and another woman. And we were all kind of in this, what I would call like a triangle. So we were all in a way cuddling, but there was some space in between us. So it was like a circle right, triangle yeah. vibe. And somebody who was well-versed, two people that were well-versed in moving sexual energy around someone's body yeah. came over and were with us and started, I don't know how to say it, fiddling with my sexual energy and the woman that I fiddling. was... Just fiddling oh. around. Just imagine you were fiddling with someone's physical body. All I can explain, it was. it felt like they were fiddling with my erotic energy. Yeah. And... I started feeling, you know, when you have an orgasm and you start to get waves of pleasure moving yeah, through your body. Yeah. So essentially, these waves of pleasure started to move through my whole body. And it wasn't actually this expression of like having an orgasm and feeling really activated and turned on in my vagina. It was like my whole body was rippling with orgasm. Mm. But what wow. was happening was that the orgasm that I was experiencing, it was almost like this wave that would then jump to the guy, which would then jump to the woman. Holy shit. And it kept going around in this circle. And I don't know if you guys have ever taken MGMA. A MDMA. MD. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought you said MGMA, yeah. and I was like, what's that kind of super strange? <laughs> super strange. I don't really do drugs, but I've, I've tried it once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've tried MD. Yeah. So back in back in the day, <laughs> I used to take a lot of ecstasy. I used to go right. I love a lot. ecstasy, but I don't like MD. Well, I think that ecstasy because it's a pill, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the reason I say this is because. I remember thinking that people refer to sexual ecstasy, but then they also refer to the drug ecstasy. Yeah, and right. all that I can explain is within that, mo those, well, it was about an hour that this whole orgasm triad thing was going on. Whoa. For. Wow. I completely lost all sense of reality. <laughs> and I was just screaming out loud, and my body was in full convulsion alongside <gasps> these people. And I remember oh, wow. that coming down from this, it was just like, it was ecstasy. And all of the thoughts and feelings that I got the first time I ever went to a rave and took ecstasy were the same. Like, where have I been? What have I been doing? Yeah. My whole entire life has just been changed. Oh my goodness. And I so just... You, you hadn't taken anything. Nothing. This is I was completely, completely sober. Sober, yeah. Completely sober. It was all just erotic energy moving through mm -hmm. three people's bodies all at wow. the same time for about an hour and that was my best fuck because I don't think well I hope in my life again that that could open up as a possibility to experience yeah, but it yeah. was that you know when you do that something for the first time and it's the most incredible thing that has ever happened mm -hmm. that was my best fuck, fuck. changed me forever wow I want wow. to try <laughs> Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Worst fuck. So I would have to go back to the Volvodinia days. So I think it's really yeah. important to talk about this because I could talk about a worst fuck of like an embarrassing moment or something that wasn't like so great. But I would love to talk about worst fuck because I used to fuck people when I had vulvodynia. Yeah. Mm. Is this is, is it a condition that you can actually cure or get over or move past? Well, I have. Mm -hmm. I've done 
a lot of um, work to get to that place. A lot of, yeah, yoni massages. I've worked with therapists and I've worked a lot spiritually with lots of different types of healers Mm. um, to really get into a place of realising that my body was in pain because I was holding a lot of pain in my body and I also had a lot of bad boundaries. So my body's response was to give me boundaries in the sense of pain to not let people in because I, I was letting any old person in literally so my body said no um so it is for me i know to be true that it is you you can overcome vulvodynia um and i work with a lot of people who i've supported to overcome vulvodynia and other experiences when sex isn't enjoyable for them so on a physical level emotional level whatever it's that's what i do for my job Mm. um but when I was in the Volvidinia days, <laughs> back in the Volvidinia days, <laughs> I remember finding it really hard to say to people that I was just beginning a sexual relationship with, especially if I just met them at a party, you know, and I was yeah. like getting off. And back in the day, I felt like if I told people that I had Volvidinia, then that then I would be less of a woman and I wouldn't be sexy to them anymore Mm. because they couldn't have sex with me without it being painful for Mm me. Yeah, so I would end up being in situations where I hadn't said anything and I would do something which I hear a lot of my clients do, which is basically take on this new character who is just like a deeply sexual creature absolute wild woman (laughs) and really go into the character of that rather than actually being real to myself and having sex that was um, enjoyable for me. Mm. So I remember going home and it was one of those days I was at a house party in Hackney, met this guy (laughs) and I was like, God, you're sexy. And we had a really good deep chat, which is the way to my heart, deep chat. Um, And (laughs) ended up going home with him and didn't say anything about vulvodynia. I think we'd had sex that night. And then what happened is if I had sex when I was drunk, normally there would be a lot of like poundy sex. And the next day I'd wake up and my pussy would be on absolute fire. And also quite swollen as well because it was just my vagina was just like, just fuck off with the cop, actually. (laughs) Get it out. Really, it was. And so, obviously, when you've stayed around someone's house, and again, I didn't have a voice back then to communicate where I was at. This would never happen to me again because I communicate and so where I'm at all the time. Yeah. Uh, perhaps a little bit too large. <laughs> but to learn. Um, but we ended up having sex again. And I remember oh. my... It was like my vagina was swollen, but not in an engorged, yummy way. Mm. It was... Swollen because it was raw and and angry, angry, painful. And I remember having this really, really painful sex. And I remember being in a doggy style position. And I was taking on that role of like this sexual creature. But I was screaming. But I wasn't screaming from the amount of pleasure I was having. I was just like, let me get through this. Yeah, like in pain. So much pain. And I remember looking at my body and it was wet with sweat but not because it was like rampant no, yum cause sex because my body was in shock it was like I'm in so much pain this has to stop oh god I oh, know my vagina hurts so much for you right now so that was my worst fuck and I remember coming home and just being like did he realise that you were in pain I didn't realise I was in pain mm-hmm. I was either I think I used to choose people that weren't very in tune with me yeah and also at the same time how can I expect someone to say 
are you all right? You look like you're having a really bad time when I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah, you know? well, you probably covered it up so fucking well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so that's my worst fuck. Thinking about that exact time, I think that was the point where I thought, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I cannot no. continue living this life. That sounds so painful. It's almost like oh. our pussies have gone like, oh, yeah. this is really hot. And then now it's like, <laughs> like yeah. shrunk back into itself. Like, nope, don't yeah. want. Do you have like tips on like what other people can do if they're experiencing the same kind of pain during sex? Mm. I feel that lots of people experience pain during sex and it doesn't necessarily mean it's vulvodynia. Yeah. Um, I feel that for a lot of people they may experience pain on penetration when they're not actually ready to be penetrated Mm -hmm. yeah so um my understanding is that a vagina gets engorged so it just like just as a man's cock will get has erectile tissue and will get erect our vagina also does that so um our vagina gets erect it gets engorged it gets juicy um and so when we're engorged it's almost like really puffy and looks a bit like a (laughs) nice little hibiscus flower yeah and like the clits (laughs) kind of popping out like hi like touch me love me I love being touched. Yeah, it's always like open. Exactly. Yeah. It's like come inside. You yeah. Know, literally, come inside. <laughs> and when that happens, it's also like the um, urethral sponge, which is our G spot. Mm hmm gets engorged too so when we're penetrated by whatever it is it feels way more yum and it can feel a lot more pleasurable when we're ready mm-hmm. so yeah. for a lot of people I think we're just not or for a lot of women those who own vaginas they're just not ready, ready to be yeah. penetrated sometimes and yeah. that can just cause a lot of pain um For somebody who is experiencing it all the time and it's like a chronic pain, that's when I feel that it's wise to go and speak to someone about it, to work out the difference between I'm just letting someone penetrate me before I'm actually ready as a or or. I have something that could needs to be looked yeah. at as something that is it, chronically painful. Is it like a therapeutic remedy rather than a medical one? It, there's lots of different views on this. I was treated with really heady, heavy medicine, which yeah. completely knocked me out. What kind of medicine? It was this crazy thing called pregabalin, which is also an anti-epilepsy pill. Oh, Interesting. Wow. And it does something absolutely crazy to the body and I would used to get up from being asleep at night because I had to take such a heavy dose to get rid of the pain Mm -hmm. I'd wake up and I'd fall over sometimes because I was like stone essentially and so a lot of the time doctors will prescribe something that covers up the pain yeah I also had an operation to remove some of the skin that was the pain to pain on touch so that was what I received as treatment when I was going to doctors and none of that helped me I was gonna ask I mean did did the removing of skin help no it made it it kind of it made it worse in the sense that it it made it way more tender. Yeah. I'm shocked actually that that is something that they do for that. Yeah, it feels a bit barbaric. It really it? does. It really fucking does. That doesn't sound right at all. But I guess if there's not enough information, then and you you keep going to the doctor, you're like you need to do something. Then they're just going to throw anything at it. And I've had yeah. a chat about somebody who is um, a doctor, mm-hmm. um, and I was speaking to him about this exact thing, and he said to me, "It's." 
it's because there's not enough funding to put into the research of gynaecology because it's not something that's life or death. But personally, I feel that if there are people out there that cannot have sex, and think I was about 19 being told that I was going to have to live like this forever or have God. a bit of my vagina removed. Yeah. It is kind of life or death. It's your sex, you know? Yeah, That's like so the thing important. that makes life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man, I can't believe that. Sex is a massive part of everyone's lives. Yeah. Um, even if you don't want to have sex, it's still there in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is why we're so big on therapies and alternative therapies because like, it's like with antidepressants, a lot of the time it covers up the issue. It doesn't yeah. fix it from the root core. So you were able to recover from vulvodynia because of like having therapies, getting spiritual, uni massages. Yeah, so... I mean, and you just mentioned antidepressants. They mm. also give antidepressants to women who have vulvodynia. That's one of the things they give. It's like you have a depressed vagina. Yeah, they give antidepressants out for everything, I swear. Oh. Like anxiety, everything. That's Isn't that an episode on Sex, Sex in the in the City? Sex in the City. Oh, the most annoying episode of my whole entire life was that. <laughs> yeah. When I think Charlotte got vulvodynia yes. and the next episode no one talked about it ever again. I was you like, I've fuck? had this for eight years. Yeah. Oh, my, she was like, oh, my vagina's depressed. Yeah. Yeah. And then antidepressants. That would just and then she not... got given antidepressants yeah. by the gynecologist. Yeah. And then she was fine. Oh, that's madness. Crazy, hey? That is crazy. <laughs> fuck number five. The fuck that made me. Mmm. Okay. The fuck that changed my life and made me who I am today. Oh, I believe that the fuck that changed my life and made me who I am today was about two years ago. And I was having sex with this guy in Bali. Uh And I remember the first fuck that we had, it was really like old grey style, which was banging, not talking about the fact I was in pain Mm. and just wanting to be in a space of oh, let's think about that guy's pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember after that fuck being like, oh God, that was really painful. I can't, I can't do that again. Yeah. And Why um, was it painful? It was the vulvodynia stuff coming up. Uh. And I'd mostly moved through it, but it was again like sometimes I get a little inkling or I haven't had this in a year or so, but I yeah. get a little inkling if something was going on. And for that particular experience, I wasn't communicating again. I wasn't talking about the fact that I needed him to take it a bit more slowly. And, yeah. you know, I was I was just disempowering my voice mm-hmm. and sometimes thinking about like his that, pleasure. Like, so I, I feel like a lot of times when you're having sex, sometimes the voice just isn't there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're in a long relationship and sex is doesn't come as often. And then when you have it and you're like, I'm not enjoying this, mm-hmm. but I feel like I should have it because we haven't fucked in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The voice isn't there. We need to learn to empower our voices yeah, definitely. To speak up a little yeah. bit more. And sometimes it's it's like just to say, oh, hang on a second, I just need a bit more time. Yeah. Or can we just breathe for a second? Or can you just touch my clitoris like this? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, so this guy, we're in Bali, so we're having a great time. I didn't have a job at the time, I think. <laughs> it's a little bit more free there. I think I saw him the next day. 
or he stayed around or something like that. And my vagina was in loads and loads of pain. No. And I remember thinking, oh my God, just like my worst fuck. Mm-hmm. It's like going into old grace mode, like we're going to have to have sex again. And or I need to tell him about what's happening. Right. So I remember getting up from the bed. He was in the bed. I got went into the bathroom. I was like, pull yourself to fucking gather, Grace. <laughs> have an empowered conversation about Volvidinia and about the fact that you're in a bit of pain right now. Yeah. And I was just being a bit of a, a baby. So I was just stood in the bathroom for a while being like... Psyching yourself up. Psych myself mm. up. And I remember just hearing this voice. It kind of came from my, my pussy. It's just like, just go out there, pull yourself together, take a big breath in and, and breathe out and then walk out and tell him. And so I remember opening up the bathroom door and he was obviously like, is everything okay? Yeah, like, I've been in there for happened? a while. <laughs> I was acting really strange. Yeah. And I remember just telling him and he was so understanding and it was like the biggest medicine oh. for me because he oh. was just like, oh, well, thank you for telling me that. Tell me more. Oh. And he was able to say, well, just to let you know that when we were fucking, your vagina was really like, it was kind of like hard and oh. like tense. And um, it was just interesting for him to reflect on. Actually, when I was fucking you, it didn't actually feel that good. Yeah. Because I could feel that you were in pain, although I didn't know you were in pain. Mm, like reject. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And... We started to make out, but it was really slow and sensual and soft. And the pain that I was experiencing began to just melt away. And I wasn't, I I, I went from this place of being really irritated and lots of pain to feeling that pain move away and turn back into pleasure. And we ended up having sex for hours after (gasps) that conversation. And it was one of the most orgasmic, but Again, it was like these full body orgasms rather than just my vagina going into a big explosive orgasm. It was like my full body going into convulsions. And I felt so held and so seen and heard that it was almost like it melted away the pain that I had been experiencing. Mm. That's amazing. And the reason it changed my life was it just, it allowed me to realise that the voice that I now call the voice, the voice of pain is sometimes something that you should tune into and be like, well, what's going on here? Why is my body in pain? Why am I out of alignment? And what can I do to bring myself back into a form of feeling good, feeling like the connection that I'm in is yummy and we're both getting each other? And for me, I think I have a really sensitive body and my body will always respond in pain if something's off. Mm -hmm. But it was like the moment that I realised that I have to listen to my body always and I have to use my voice to communicate. And when I do, it can make sex, well, (laughs) multi-orgasmic. For fuck's sake. So this week's uh, sex question is... I've never had an internal orgasm, either alone or with a partner, but I have always, always faked it. In my first relationship with a man, I only started faking it after a few months when he was getting really upset about it. He had tried so many things to make me come, brought so many toys, foreplay that could last for hours before he went anywhere near my pussy, but internal orgasms never happened. Although I did experience clitoral orgasms many times, but mostly when I was stimulating myself during sex. 
That relationship ended after almost two years of my faking my orgasms. When I got into my current relationship, I faked orgasm from the very beginning and to validate him as I knew how distressed my previous partner had been when he couldn't make me come. Fast forward three years and two babies. Oh, fuck. I've still never had an internal orgasm. Although my partner now has never had to to try to make me come as he's always assumed he has because I faked it. Fuck, that sucks. I'm getting so frustrated with myself and him in turn, even though he doesn't know that there's anything wrong. After sex, when he's asleep, I usually just whip out my bullet and make myself come as fast as possible. And I never get time to masturbate anymore with two small kids. I want to open up and be honest with him, but it's been years and I really don't want to upset him or for him to think that I've betrayed the trust that he has in me because I've been lying to him about such a crucial aspect of our relationship and for its entirety. Our sex life is great and I really enjoy sex with him, but I'm so frustrated that I can't reach orgasm through both penetration or clitoral stimulation during sex with him i don't know how to breach the subject in most in the most sensitive way and i wondered if you could help at all fuck this poor (sighs) poor woman holy shit like grace is the right person yeah for this question (laughs) yeah jesus christ Mm. what's your take on it i mean it's almost when you've gone that far down in a relationship to have to bring up the um the truth of saying I've actually been faking orgasms it's such a big thing so I can totally understand why the question is here in the first place and why there would be a challenge around speaking about that um one of my favorite people ever called Africa Brooke from um, Cherry Revolution says death to orgasm uh, sorry death to faking orgasm yes (laughs) and I'm like I, I couldn't agree more because when we fake it we can go into those places of what our partner or or partners or whoever we're having sex with get the understanding of is this is the way that I like to be touched yeah and they'll keep on doing it that way mm-hmm. um I just want to address the subject of internal orgasms and yeah. I think that there is sometimes like this thing around really wanting to have an internal orgasm yeah um So this person was saying about how she can have clitoral orgasms. So the clitoris's network is, it goes far beyond the network of just like the tip that you can see from the vulva. It goes and extends all the way into the vagina. Mm. And so we can find the clitoris's sensitivity inside of the vagina, which means that sometimes people can experience internal orgasms from what we call the G-spot. Sometimes it can be other places. Um, So I just want to say that whilst she's not experiencing the clitoral, sorry, the the internal orgasms, she's experienced a clitoral orgasm, which I feel like it's all part of the same thing. It's all just as valid. That's what I was Mm. thinking is that the clitoral orgasm is as valid Mm -hmm. as the G-spot orgasm. Because we've heard from so many people just asking us questions for our YouTube channel and our podcast, um, people wanting to like hit that G-spot orgasm. And a lot of women cannot 
orgasm through their g-spot it's really hard i I, I remember trying for like years and also not realizing and not honing in on the same sensations because it's a very very different feeling to what you're used to with clitoral so it's almost like you're expecting a the feeling of a clitoral orgasm and it is very different and i believe that i was having internal or g-spot orgasms way before i recognized that they were yeah the orgasms because it's it's a very you know it's like a very full body feeling it's a very sort of instead of like a, a high climax and a low come down it's it's like almost like suddenly it's quickly there and then you're mm. at the top of pleasure 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 and it, you don't know whether where it starts and ends yeah yeah um, pretty much to you kind of have to really focus on that pleasure to really understand that it's a g-spot orgasm even now i feel like i know what it is and i'm still like did i have one mm, i think yeah. i did mm-hmm. i'm not too sure um i hardly ever g-spot orgasm yeah it's not a common there. thing for me either it's my clitoris loves an orgasm yeah. so the an external clitoral yeah. orgasm i mean it's all clitoral orgasm really isn't it but yeah. um I would say that for G-spot orgasms, it's not something that is like a regular thing that I have. And during self-pleasure, I generally will find a G-spot orgasm because if I'm trying to get there and I really have to focus on finding it and getting to a certain space in my turn on that I will have an orgasm from there. Like Mm -hmm. I said, if you're not, engorged it's not going to feel nice to touch that space yeah Yeah. um and the same with things like cervical orgasms it's it's really not that common it can be for some people if their um sensitivity from their clitoris is more in that space than another place but for some women it's just not and it takes a little bit more time or perhaps it won't yeah come come literally come and orgasms can be such a journey between partners Mm -hmm. which is why it's so kind of frustrating that she's faked it for all these years yeah. but I understand why it's totally understandable why like the stigma around not orgasming has made her feel like she's had to lie and especially with mm. previous oh yeah with her previous relationship yeah. he got super distressed by not making like letting her getting her to come but, so it's no wonder that she's gone into her next relationship being like oh god god please a man which mm. you know you are with a different person they are not the same people yeah and i do feel like if you want things to change you are gonna have to do something you're gonna mm-hmm. have to something. change something make make that first horrible horrific step into mm. being open about it and you might you know you're building it up into your head it's it's possible you're going to talk yeah. to him and he's going to be like holy shit like what can we do to change absolutely this? in a really really beautiful way yeah and i was i think sometimes it's hard when you don't know who you're talking to in their relationship mm-hmm. however i feel that in most cases, if you can sit down with your partner and really ensure that you are like not blaming in any way, not saying yes. you haven't been able to yeah. give me an orgasm and just say, hey, here's what I'm experiencing. It's coming from my understanding that I was really scared to talk to you mm-hmm. because of my last relationship. But I would really like to try and open up to have like way more pleasure, yeah. internal pleasure from the sex that we have can we start to work with this? Yeah, and experiment together. Mm. It's almost like you're going to have to accept the fact that it's going to be a hard conversation mm-hmm. to have. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. There might be yeah. feelings of you've been lying to me. You've not taught, like, you know, why did you not 
um, why were you not honest from the beginning? Because that's an understandable feeling to have on yeah. on his side. He's going to be confused and and probably hurt as to why this has happened. But yeah. there's no way to move past this situation unless you talk Without through it truth. together and communicate and understand it from both sides. Yeah. Also, if you need someone to help you through that, there's nothing wrong with going and speaking to a couples therapist or a sex therapist that will be yeah, able to help true. communicate those feelings to each other because it, it sounds like it's been a while between you both and you might not know how he's going to react and you might not know how you react you might end up breaking down and it might be difficult so having a third party there might be something that might work really well for you both yeah that's a good point Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grace, thank you so much for oh, thank coming. You this has been a long time coming. Yes. Having you on this. A long podcast. time coming. I love that expression. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, thank you so much. Please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you. Yeah, totally. So thank you guys for having me on. It's been so much fun. I knew it would be. What? <laughs> uh, Curious fuckers, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Grace. Three underscores Hazel, which is H A Z E L. And you can also find me via my website, which is www.grace-hazel.com. And, and you do podcasts as well. Like we, were, we were on there, we were guests. Yeah. yeah. Were ages ages ago. One. Yeah. yeah. So I've got series one of my podcast, which is Conversations with Pussy mm-hmm. Out. So if yes. you fancy, especially diving into some of the subjects that I was talking about so pussy pain also more around the spiritual side of sexuality you can find a lot of that on my podcast so of course the whole debrief debrief yeah like share do all that shit comment I don't know what was coming then what does Florence normally say she's like like share rate on our podcast even though you can't do it on Spotify but you can on Apple Podcasts Oh, really? Yeah, you can't can't comment or rate at uh, all on Spotify. Of course, yeah. Oh, well, if you're on Apple, subscribe to our podcast, yeah. give us a rating and <laughs> a review. And um, yeah, please <laughs> send us any questions or sex stories that you want to share and have us talk about on the podcast. You can even voice note us and we can like slip it in if you don't Ooh, mind having your voice yeah. on there. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah, good. baby. So yeah, just DM us. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> yeah, DM us on Instagram at comecurious. <laughs> C-O-M-E C-O-M-E and yeah please Curious. find Grace as well holy shit let's say goodbye before it's like <laughs> a thousand years we're having years. a meltdown I, know, I'm, I think Come I'm in tune with my Yoni right now <laughs> I need that fucking energy uh-huh. I can smell it because I'm, mip- I'm manipulating it over here, babe. Oh, she's been doing her like I've been doing magic, it this whole time. her witchcraft on my fanny yeah. all the way over Joy here. The witch is, is Tune- acting up here. <laughs> Tune in next week, guys. <laughs> See you then, or hear us then, or you know. Bye. 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 Bye.